0: This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. Hey, we got it. First try, guys. That was pretty fucking good. We were going to
3: get
0: it. And We're professionals. Shop Tour Bus online at shoptourbus.com or check them out at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. So, what are you going to see? You go to a website and you're going to find some amazing Grateful Dead inspired. T-shirt designs, as well as stickers and hoodies.
3: I found out that their designs are much more than just a T-shirt. Like, there is so much behind what Luke does and in his community that is so awesome. So, these shirts are just a representation of the awesome uh, way that Luke is living in his community and supporting local um, artists. So... You get more than just a t-shirt.
0: You get more than yep. you bargain for. Exactly. That whole shop tour bus family, like <sighs> they're using a printer that's using these vintage inks. Mm-hmm. They're supporting their local craft store by buying the twine they tie your shirt up with at locally. They're not buying that shit on Amazon. Everything is well thought out. Yeah. Man. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of thought and love going into it. I saw a video of them with A bunch of little toy hands. Oh,
3: my gosh. I thought about when we went to that toy store the other day. And
0: they're cutting the finger uh, off of each hand. To make cherry
2: hands.
0: So funny. But
2: anyway. (laughs) And then there's adventures of the cut fingers.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got to go to Instagram. Yeah, check it all out. It's freaking. It's more than just a shirt company. It's the. Amazing sponsor of No Simple Road and part of our family. And if you order or when you order from them, you're going to get free shipping because you listen to No Simple Road. Wait, wait. How do you get free shipping?
3: (sighs) Yeah, babe. How do you get free shipping?
0: (sighs) Yeah. Well.
4: Wait, wait. I have a question. What? What? How do you get free shipping?
0: Let me tell you how you get free shipping. (laughs) When you're checking out, you put in the promo code, No Simple Road. No flatow free shipping <laughs> for you that's too simple but they also It's are doing
3: not free simple free right now it is for a limited that's time. awesome what's that they are doing free shipping right now for a limited time
0: that ends tonight at midnight Oh, okay sorry yep. sorry guys never mind
2: no simple road if you want free shipping
0: but since you listen to the show all you the can time. get free shipping all the time by using the code no simple road so you're going to Go there and you're going to pick out a shirt or you're going to buy your friend that you haven't seen in a long time a gift card because they sell those two and the holidays are coming.
4: Right around the corner.
0: They're right around the corner. I mean, it's November already, guys. It's happening. So just get used it to is. the idea that the holidays are coming and I'm helping you out right now. Go to Shop Tour Bus, get a bunch of gift cards and give them to people. Yeah. And I wouldn't be sad if I got that for Christmas. I gotta
2: order one as soon as I get paid
0: or Hanukkah. A hoodie, because
2: the hoodies have extra big boxes with extra goodies.
0: Yep, Apple loves the goodies. And are what
4: if you bought them for a present, you could just wrap it as the box. True. You got. You got your man. Right you're there. set.
0: Couldn't get any better. And you look super thoughtful because not only are you gonna get the shirt or the hoodie that you ordered, you're gonna get a bootleg a cassette bootleg that's magic and somehow finds its way to you through the space-time continuum
3: from yep. the generous donations of, of fans of Shop fans Tour of Shop Bus. Shop, exactly. Totally. Oh, wait.
0: What? Tell me. You know what? Chicken butt. It is their
2: second anniversary Yay! of Shop, anniversary, Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus. Two
0: years. <laughs> Happy <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> guys. That's so fun. We <laughs> are honored to be on this journey. With you guys. I super this was cool this a
3: side hustle.
0: Yeah, it's man. years old. You, a you two go. A
3: two-year-old side hustle.
0: So, guys. Badass side hustle. Point of the bad matter bad. is your box is going to come. It's going to have your shirt. It's going to have a bootleg. It's going to be tied with some bitchin' twine from the craft store down the street from Luke's spot. It's going to have some vintage ink on there that printed your shirt. It's going to have candy. It's going to have other surprises. So, you're not just getting... A lot shirt in a Mylar bag. That's not what's happening here. So anyway, I digress. Head over to ShopTourBus.com <laughs> or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. And when you check out, put in the promo code, No Simple Road, and you'll get free shipping. Because when you go to ShopTourBus, <laughs> you get more than you bargained for. We have something special. We have a temporary news sponsor for No Simple Road, guys.
3: Yay. Potentially temporary. Well, wait. What? Um, how about it's like, a, what's another word?
4: Trial it? period.
0: No, it's, no. They're, okay. look, for the month of November, Ben and Jerry's is sponsoring No Simple Road. <laughs> guys, yeah. Ben yeah. and Jerry's. That's what's happening. Yeah. That so happened.
3: That's your birthday month.
0: That's what I got for my well, birthday wait. from the network.
3: That's red. That's rad.
0: Is there something special
3: going on with Ben and Jerry? There
0: is something special going on. So, look. A lot of people that listen to this show like Fish. And I would wager. More people like Ice 99% of the people that listen to this love Ice Cream. Right?
5: Yeah. 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 Holidays are right around the corner. What do you get the person that
0: likes Fish and Ice Cream? Ice Cream. Right?
4: Always Ice Cream.
0: But um, ben and so Ben and Jerry's came up with this limited flavor. Can, it's called. Can I? Ready? Wait, wait for it. Here it is. It's ice cream.
4: Can I tell him what's in it?
0: Tell them what's in it, Ryder.
4: <laughs> okay. Guys, it's, I'm really excited about this. Too excited. It's a caramel malt ice cream. He
0: said caramel malt.
4: Caramel malt with almond toffee pieces, fudge fish, and caramel swirl.
0: What? what caramel swirl, guys? That was the top of my head exploding.
4: Oh, it's a caramel malt.
0: <clears throat> I gotta say that I personally have never tasted ice cream, so it would be really oh. cool if our I sponsor can, I can <laughs> that. would send us a big actually, crate of it. He's what is right, this
2: ice cream you speak of.
0: <laughs> so, but it's not just that. So, when you order the ice cream, the packaging. And a very limited T-shirt were designed by Jim Pollock. A portion of the proceeds from the ice cream and all of the proceeds from the T-shirts are donated to the Waterwheel Foundation.
4: What's the Waterwheel Foundation?
0: Waterwheel Foundation is Fish's nonprofit arm that they use to support nonprofits in cities where they make stops on their
3: tours. So that's awesome. That's awesome to me, right there. Yeah. Like. I really believe in that foundation and we were just reading about it and so every city that fish tours in, they donate some proceeds of this uh fish it's ice. Cream <laughs> and uh, the sh- t shirts to like um, women and children, um, clean water, clean water um, sustainability. So that's all the stuff that is going on in our world right now. And if they're doing that on every little city that they stop in, thank you so much. So, get so yeah.
0: And you know, if you're going to hook up a friend or yourself with some ice cream, you can feel good about it too.
4: Guilt-free ice cream. Guilt-free ice cream, man. Yep. A present for you and a
0: present for him. There it is. So if you want to order some of this, um, you can order it at store.benandjerry.com. And this is pretty cool. If you use the promo code OSIRIS, O-S-I-R-I-S, you can get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks for the rest of 2018. And also, there's a special curveball fish food waterwheel tea that was created for canceled curveball and you can get that too a t-shirt a t-shirt t-sh. t-sh. oh so t-sh. you could get a cool fish food curveball canceled t-shirt too
4: and instagram us take a picture of your ben and jerry's
0: yeah man i saw yeah. the i saw the uh artwork for the little pint <laughs> and it's super cool
4: i'm so excited so yeah
0: go over to store.benandjerry.com and get yourself some of the it's ice cream, cream. I'm just I, I'm excited too, Ryder, and I want to say it. It's a caramel malt, malt. ice cream mm-hmm. with almond toffee pieces, fudge fish, and a caramel swirl. And That's... me and you love malt. Oh, uh, I've
2: never had a caramel malt. I've had chocolate <sighs> vanilla, but
3: it seems like one of those kind of desserts that you have to take one spoon and walk away, or and, you'll like, eat the whole pint it, right um, now because it's so rich and decadent. Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. No, it's, back to it. it's the opposite of that. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> then you come
2: back to it a few minutes later when it's sitting in the kitchen going,
4: come eat
2: me. Yep. You to so, try to
3: play it off like you have like That thing's
4: not making it to the freezer. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: guys, you get the point. Ben & Jerry's sponsoring No Simple Road this month. So head over to store.benandjerry.com. Pick up a pint of It's Ice Cream. Right. Get yourself a t-shirt and some of that will go to benefit the water wheel. We love you guys.
5: No simple no simple no simple no simple Osiris.
3: Hey, this is Brendan from Umphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting
1: music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works
3: in partnership with Relics Magazine.
1: Osiris. Osiris.
0: I've learned that I just gotta start. Now. I smell, I
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you doing over there, crackhead?
2: <laughs> up
0: the the water, water? Honey,
4: honey dab. dabber. Honey,
2: honey dipper. Okay, Stir, hang
0: on, everybody, everybody, chill out. Ryder, explain what a honey dabber is.
4: It's a glass pipe that you heat up with a torch.
0: Well, wait—the one that you have is not just. It looks glass. like
4: a straw. It's a glass straw.
0: Yeah, a glass straw.
2: A piece of wood that you heat up with a torch.
0: You blew it. Yeah,
2: And then we had this beautiful gold moon product that's made up here in Oregon that they add fruit terps back into. What's a that- terp? Terpene. A terpene. What is yeah, a terpene? Sorry.
3: The flavor profile of the uh, cannabis.
2: Okay, thanks. Mel. Yeah, I caught off yeah. guard with that question. Anyway, it tastes delicious. It tastes like a pina colada. It doesn't make you cough. You can
0: take a huge hit. It's so great. they actually take the chemical out of a pineapple yes. and a coconut and add it to and the Jack Herrera flower <laughs> bud that they made it out of. Man, this stuff smells like it's
3: <laughs> amazing. Pina colada. It's amazing.
0: And it tastes like it too. Yeah it's not harsh. You don't Mm-mm. cough like a lot of other dabs. So you you this thing is like a like Apple said a glass straw but it's got a wood handle and that's where you hit from is out of that wood part you don't hit from a hot piece of glass and you heat it up and you just touch it to that distillate stuff and it vaporizes it and it's fucking amazing i have a hard time smoking a lot of flour other stuff it makes me paranoid as shit that stuff does not do that
3: yeah you've been able to smoke distillates for a little while now and makes you feel nice yeah and it's, it's like a creative high and... it's a head high yeah it makes it's you fun like,
2: your head space
0: speaking of a creative high yeah this week guest it was amazing is very creative tommy hamilton i i got to admit i was super nervous and really excited to talk to him because J-Rad is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Period. Like, <sighs> and yeah. And I, I feel like sometimes we should say
2: listeners may not. J-Rad is Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Mm. Yeah.
0: Some people don't know that. That's it's true. It's a
3: band. It's and, a band. Some people may not know that either.
0: And Ghostlight. <laughs> right. That's true that. <laughs> Tommy's other band, Ghostlight, is quickly gaining steam as one of my favorites as well. He's just a super talented guy, man. And it's just so funny when talking to these people and hearing him say that he thinks he's the worst musician on that stage. Oh uh, yeah. I man. Like, and we just saw them. Do, do you Eugene. see what we see? Cause <clears throat> That's when we
3: didn't even leave the arena, or not the arena, but the concert venue. Like we were Hanging out, dancing to Michael Jackson. They can make the sleep. Sleeping up and throwing shit away like we were. They put the groove in us till we just kept on jamming. I yeah. mean, that is. The music. It was amazing. It was amazing.
0: Yeah,
5: and, and that's
3: when we stayed in. Um, in vida. vida. In uh, yeah, for Vida,
0: Por Vida, Va- Vida. Oh, vida. <laughs> yeah, we stayed at this amazing <laughs> farm in in Vida and.
3: We can't just br- brush over it. Well, we've Wait, talked well, about that. It. Yeah, we, we talked about it. Yeah, we have. We I recapped we, it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we recapped Vida?
2: Yeah, part of it. Oh, yeah. Wow, where
3: was I?
2: Well, not a full recap. It you was were part of another sitting one. sitting
0: right here, maybe? You'll have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Dang, I got
3: to listen to my own <laughs> show. You're pretty amazing in it. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> one of the things that, that I really dug about this interview, though, was that Tommy is a no-nonsense kind of guy. Yes. Seriously, no bullshit with this cat. Like, yeah. It, it definitely comes from
2: the interview. Was, this was another one that was fun. It was an education and it surprised me. And he was just so humble and just another friend
0: sitting on the porch. Yep. It's it's a trip. Like, And I've said this before, but like, especially it seems like when I am nervous to do an interview, it always turns out at the end that they are just the most chill I mean, I guess we haven't had,
3: yeah, I was going to say, no, I was
0: just going to say, we haven't, haven't had anybody on the show. That's been like, I hope to keep that record. I
3: don't want to, I don't want to interview somebody who does not want to be on the show. Like I, why would we? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I never want that to happen. I want to always, yeah, yeah. I always want to just do Even stuff Even if they try to be like. agitated, and we'll
2: squash that. Yeah, I mellow. I
3: missed this interview though. I was kind of bummed out. I had to work my new gig and I couldn't take time off right away. But I did um, look at his feed a little bit, um, and I saw that his he's got a lot of pictures of his mom, and it's really rad. You know, his mom backstage and pictures of his mom on Mother's Day and. I think that that is one of the coolest things. Like, you can, nobody pays anybody to care about their mom like that. So, the fact that he's doing that really just warms my heart. And I wish I could have talked to him, but I'm really excited to hear the interview that you and Apple had.
0: I think it's cool that in a bunch of his press photos online, it's him and his cat. <laughs> I think that's cool, man. <laughs> it is cool. And I've noticed on Instagram too, like he, they had just gotten off tour and he had like a, a short break and it was just a picture, like a point of view picture of him like watching TV or something. And it was just him chilling with his cat, smoking a joint. The cat wasn't smoking a joint.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh, it might have been. It might, you well, you don't know you that. You never know. Maybe Cats that wasn't in the days, picture, but.
0: Cat in it. Yeah. yeah. I've seen cats down on the street selling cats catnip like get several times. I guess it depends on what part of town you go into.
3: I've seen cats with cucumbers on their eyes.
0: Uh, have you? Yes, I have. That's cute.
3: Why? little kitty yeah. facial. Yep. Yes, Wait. I have little kitty facials.
0: Cats get yeah. facials. They
3: wrap their little uh, towel in a turban on top of their head, and Aww. they have their cucumber pads on, and they're laying back, relaxing. And it's I fucking totally, adorable. Every
0: cat I know deserves a spa day. Oh my well, no, no, no. They, no. most cats. <laughs> not, not every cat. I've, I've met some. We
2: There's had... cat owners out there that would go bullshit. Kidry. My cat does not deserve that. Mel and I
0: owned <laughs> an asshole cat. This cat would fucking, well, she only did it once, but I remember the maintenance guy from the apartment that we lived in calling. I can't remember if he called Mel or me in the middle of the day at work and said, I'm locked in the bathroom at your apartment. I can't get out. Your cat's attacking me and howling and slamming itself against the door with the fucking paw coming underneath the door. And he like held the phone out so we could hear and you could hear the cat. Bam. Bam.
4: It's a demon cat.
0: She was possessed. And we got another cat after that. <laughs> and she hated us forever. Like, you know how they say, oh, they'll get used to it. They never got used to it. Ever. She said, fuck that. Yeah, she wasn't <clears throat> having it, man. That felt smooth. That felt really smooth. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's the button on my onesie. Okay, you have to qualify
2: that. Right. It's a Ted onesie from the movie Ted.
0: Let's hear it again one more time. All right, here, here one more time. That felt smooth. That felt really smooth. That's that's pretty awesome. Dana. I want to paint a
4: picture uh, for everyone real yeah, quick, please, Under, from, please do. From my my point of view, oh, um, I'm sitting next to essentially Santa in a brown onesie, holding a microphone to his nipple.
0: Sitting next to Ryder wearing a fucking cloak. With yeah, a hood. It's Halloween. All right? It's Halloween.
3: It's Halloween. <laughs>
4: that
2: doesn't
0: okay. really... I was just going to say, this is not be, just Halloween just right here, Tuesday. guys. Yeah. It, it's Wednesday. It doesn't...
4: Today is still Halloween. I stand by... It is yeah. Halloween. So,
0: just to change tack a little bit, how was your week so far, Mo?
3: My week is Wonderful. I've had an amazing week. The baby's coming any day now. What? Moment. Yeah. Any, what? Day. any day now. Our grandbaby. Oh, guys, this is probably going to come mm-hmm. out after the baby's born. Oh, my gosh. No? It might oh, be. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, look, day. we don't know when this is going to come out. I said that last episode on Daniel Shapiro's episode. we we'll keep saying it till it yeah. happens. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> I feel great. I I did a few treatments this week and got some really awesome. Um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, reviews. <laughs> Damn, I'm a little stoned. But um, <laughs> no. What? Treatments. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, I did a couple treatments. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did a couple treatments. What does that mean? <laughs> you guys, we Mel's talked starting about this a business. Already. I started, started. Started with the E D at the end. Started. And um basically what I've been doing is treating my family and friends to some pretty bomb ass treatments. Um I made this awesome little space downstairs and I um got a steamer and all the fun tools and I have been giving Reiki facial treatments Um, my website's going to be coming up pretty soon so I will talk about it on the show but I just wanted to you know that was kind of how my week was I gave great treatments had a good day at work and the baby's almost coming so
0: and if you live in the Portland area and you want to come get a relaxation treatment from Mel Hit her up at Kundalini Mom on Instagram, or hit her up through the show at No Simple Road.
3: Yeah,
4: relaxation guys, extravaganza.
3: I, I am a relaxation specialist. That is definitely the title the, that I have. The hold.
0: gunky toothpaste that is built up inside your soul out the tips of your fingers.
4: Get rid of it.
3: Okay. Yep. So, Apple, how was your week?
2: It was good. I sold weed.
3: <laughs> oh wow.
0: Come on, man! No, it was it was a really good week. You went somewhere special. Middle of the week,
3: yeah.
2: Where to go? Oh, oh, (laughs) that that goes with selling weed. (laughs) I went to the Dope Cup Sunday night. What's the what's the Dope
3: Cup? Yeah,
2: Uh, up here in Portland, Northwest, actually, area is a publication about cannabis called Dope Dope Magazine, and they have the Dope Cup every year, where everybody enters their flower, their Fake they cards, they're shatters. Whatever. They have like thirty categories for everything, and it's just really cool. They had Ghostface. Well, I boned out before Ghostface Killer came on. Tell everybody why you boned out. Because I got really, I got two stone. That hardly has ever happened in my life.
0: That's like the third time in thirty years of knowing you that I've ever heard you say <laughs> that you got two stone. When you came home, you looked like a little kid. That got scared on Halloween
2: night. I I did. There was like probably (laughs) 60% of the crowd dressed up. It was really cool at first. But then I got everybody was passing joints. There was vape carts going around. There was dab bars. It was was insane. It was fun. And I had to leave a little before 9 o'clock. Started at 6.
0: Can you explain the consumption thing to me again? I think people would find that interesting. It's very hard to complain.
2: This was on private property. So all the vendors there and everything, they were not allowed to give out samples. Like, here, take this home and try it. But they could have you test their stuff. You could go to a dab bar. We were there with our vape pen that... The, so weird. Yeah, we entered, a, we entered a cart that we're making uh, creamsicle, which is creamsicle, orange, vanilla. And we were walking around with, like, 10 of those pens. Everybody's just taking hits off them. And
0: Well, I've got to say that it's the first time... Well. Third time I've ever seen you, two, two stone. stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was fun. It was it was a a sight to behold, for sure. Uh huh. Good times. Ah, cannabis, it's so much fun. Ryder, you have anything you want to share with the folks? I had a pretty chill week. Right on, man. Thanks for that.
4: I,
3: I mean. That's all i got i didn't no really do cute much little lols no you know i mean
0: when mel says lol she's not saying laugh out loud she's little saying old little ladies. old ladies
3: so like yeah but also
4: it's kind of just become work now so they all kind of roll into each other One it's hard to, to remember specifically
0: wait your work is watching little old ladies roll into each other
4: <laughs>
3: mm, it has happened a couple <laughs> times. that's weird
4: Sabrina, there actually has Sabrina, Sabrina been a couple times where
0: old ladies <laughs> Did roll into each
3: other. I'm gonna be a little old lady soon. Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna be a grandma, maybe a grandpa. Yep. Maybe by the time this comes out.
3: I wait, know. wait. How about you,
0: Aaron? How was your week? My week's been fantastic so far. Dope. Yeah, man. Just hanging out with the family and waiting for my grandson to arrive and just Official making dinners grandpa. and hanging out and doing our thing. It's been really cool, man. It's been cool having Sydney home and having Adam here and we've all been spending more time together now that the weather is cooling. We're all home more, it yep. seems like for some reason.
3: And Well, that's the reason for yeah. sure. Yeah. No one does Festivals anything in the winter fall. It's, well, you now when everybody's busy cuz it's, you know, buzz is working too and stuff, so like everybody's working and when we finally all do get to see each other, it's cool. It's Quality, type. yeah, yeah, man. It's quality.
0: It's it's been good. It was weird the other day. I was telling, I told you guys when I got home from work. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. All day I was feeling weird. Like, like maybe I forgot something, or I wanted a drink, but I wasn't thirsty or hungry. But I didn't need anything to eat, or I misplaced something. I just felt off, like weird, all day long, and it was bothering me. Like it wasn't background noise. It was in the front of my head and then I was driving home from work and or no from the gym and in just in the middle of driving listening to fish driving home I thought oh my god my grandson's coming and like the baby's coming any second and that feeling like that popped like a bubble like oh that was it that was the thing that was driving me nuts all day long. It's what a, it's a weird thing cuz like the baby's here
2: but it's not here I know. It's a tr- you know. It's in the house, but it's not manifested to where in we her- can hold Where grandma and grandpa can cuddle it. You can it. feel his little energy in the house. Though, I man. can't wait to see him wrapped up like a little burrito. That's the oh cutest to me when a baby's <laughs> yes. wrapped up like a little burrito baby. I
4: love that
2: too. <laughs> burrito baby, burrito, burrito baby. I Spanky still booty. feels
3: cute inside of her belly. Like I hug her belly and kiss it on a daily basis, and it feels cute like a baby is in there.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. Yep, because there's a baby in there.
3: There's a baby in there. <laughs> All right,
0: guys, let's so, do the business. So that's what's happening. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to nosimpleroad.com and you can pick up. Uh, we got a couple of t-shirts left. We got a bunch of stickers. We got those kick-ass, at wicked awesome design skull logo pins. Uh, if you go over to the family tab, uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. And um, if you want to get more involved with the No Simple Road community, the Reddit page is booming. We've got quite a few subscribers over there, man. People are interacting with each other and doing their thing. So that's our forward slash No Simple Road on Reddit. And uh,
3: thank you, Corey.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. And we got something special headed out to you, Corey. And thank you for handling that, man. It, it means a lot. And I know that anything that you know you do as a labor of love can add to your plate and I appreciate you taking your time to moderate our community over there on Reddit, man so thank you a million Uh, Also What is a city without its music? The legacy of
5: the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories
0: I was sitting on stage for the very first time
1: thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening
5: Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
0: We've been doing the porch chats again, and the way you can listen to the porch chats is by becoming a Chan donator. Going over to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and kicking down a buck a month or two bucks a month and helping us pay for hosting and all the stuff that we're doing here. If you're digging the show and you want to be more involved with the community, that is another way you can do it. If you want to do something for us that doesn't cost any money, that'll just take you 30 seconds and, you know, means a lot to us is leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts for us, guys. Those, you know, the stars mean a lot when you go on there and you leave a actual typed review. We sit here and we go through it's them. Very sometimes exciting. we read them on the show and, you know, it's fucking awesome. And not only that, it's not just an ego thing. It's it's also a way that more people find out about the show. It makes the show more relevant and helps us go up in the whatever weird Apple podcast universe Algorithm. algorithmic bullshit they have over there. It does stuff for us. So that's a way you can support us by Not spending any money, just moving your thumbs a little bit. And we appreciate it. We also had a new Chan Donator this week. Jason J. Jason J. your name. Jason, thanks, man. We appreciate it, brother. More than you know. And guys, you know, I say it every show. And you know the whole rap about Patreon. And that is how we manifest... Doing this full-time. That's how we manifest, keeping the website up. That's how we keep everything going over here, guys. So, you know, holidays is coming. No simple road family, guys. So, you know, think yeah. think about it. it always will know, be as much, as, much as, you as you can. Yeah. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> Say that one more time. Always will be as much as you can. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we... uh have something special for you. What do we have? We got something cool. Without further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you Tommy Hamilton. I think we got it. We're good to go. Welcome, Tommy. How are you, buddy? Pleasure to be here. I'm doing
1: well. What are you doing this evening? Uh, I just got back from a a trip from the East Coast. I'm back in Denver and uh, I'm just hanging out.
0: Yeah, like we caught you in like one of the rare lulls that you have in your life lately,
1: huh? Yes, this is definitely not something that is uh, <laughs> that I, I usually don't have this much downtime. Yeah, so you spent like the half, the,
0: yeah, half the year like in, in Denver and the other half on the East Coast?
1: You know, I kind of just split it all up, man. Yeah, it's it, there's not a there's not a rhyme or reason uh, to it. You know, it's like when I have the downtime, I'm in Denver and, you know, I, I, the work is obviously in Philly, the studios in Philly, you know, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a whole thing of a farm in, in Gettysburg that uh, I try to get to for, you know, some realignment time and, and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm just always kind of on the move. Wow. So like, is the, is the farm
0: like where you go to like decompress and get away from everything and get your head straight? It's,
1: ideally yeah that's that's the plan with it but uh, <laughs> that's the plan you know I, I don't get out there or i haven't been getting out there as often as i would like to but you know every year i set some goals and you know the for the upcoming to 2019 I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping to be able to move my studio from philadelphia to out there and maybe spend a little more time you know being chill you know, and, yeah. yeah man just had a little bit more of a mellow existence you know I, I hear
0: you, dude. You, I, I was looking today, like at your schedule and what you're up to, and like I look at that and I wondered, because like this past summer we did a shit ton of traveling. Like we went to a lot of festivals and a lot of shows, and nothing like you. But it's hard, man. Like I'm 46 years old. It's tough. Like not sleeping in your own bed and being on the road and eating shitty and just trying to make it all happen and being so busy. How do you? How do you keep yourself healthy and sane in the
1: midst of all of that, man? I, you know, honestly, man, eating well is a really important thing. And, you know, I wish I knew that when I was younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I do, man. You know, I, it's well, yeah. you know, I think it would have not so much just for myself, but uh but for, like, this, you know, my first band, I we, we had this band called Brothers Pass back in the day, and, uh, and you know, we toured all through my 20s, uh, and we, like, really went for it, man. We, you know, we were doing over you know, 150 shows a year, and, holy you shit. know, get, just getting our asses kicked all the time, you know, like, a lot of these tours weren't, you know, we were playing to 50 people or some bullshit, and, you know, you're a bunch of young dudes, and and you don't, you know, you think you're fucking indestructible, and... yeah. <laughs> you know i so we were out there and yeah we're eating like shit and you know at the time i was you know i smoked cigarettes and was you know whatever doing drugs and and the stuff like all the stuff you know and but i really ate like shit you know like severe just fucking garbage you know and <laughs> and you know looking back it's one of those that's one of the things that it's like man you know i feel like if collectively we all Put a little bit of a, of a more of an emphasis on that at the time. I think the band would have had a little bit more longevity, and you know, would have. I think we would we would have, it, just things would have gone a little bit smoother uh, if you know. I feel like if we were all just you know more nourished, you know, yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's whatever. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, but that's the thing. You know, that I think that's that's a a, a really important thing to make this whole job sustainable you know my last band american babies you know i was kind of the uh you know the elder statesman i guess i still am with ghost light but you know it it, it was just the thing of i would always emphasize that with the band like you know look you know I'm going to make sure that we're all eating well and that we're getting some sleep and real sleep, not sleeping on floors and and whatever. And that's obviously a luxury that I have just because of my, you know, uh, my career has gone better in recent years than before. But, you know, I mean, that's really it, man. It's just like trying to make sure you get you get the proper rest and you you don't eat like an asshole. I think you're going to be okay.
0: You know, you you have this
1: as a as a fan of the music, like
0: you have this vision in your head of, like, the people that you go see, they're just fucking drinking and partying and, like, you know, staying up all night doing lines of blow and ketamine and, like, going from show to show. And that... When I started doing this show, I really quickly started to realize, like, that is not the reality. Like, you can't sustain that. You can do it for a little while, but you can't sustain it. And your art will suffer
1: from it. Even if it's podcasting or whatever. There's... I don't think, you know... I, I think to a man you're going to find ninety percent of musicians that you talk to that have gone through any kind of real struggle with addiction or um, you know heavy partying or whatever that they're all probably going to say the same thing that like that wasn't their most fertile time you know that wasn't when they were really doing the the good work you know you're like a guy like David Crosby you know like you, it was interviews with that guy talking about blow and and like excess which you know. That, you know, he's one of the few guys that, get, you know, can give Keith Richards a run for his money. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and he says the same shit, you know, he, to, he always says it's like, you know, like that stuff, that stuff is destroyed him and destroyed his soul. And, and and he wasn't writing when that was happening. You know, it's, you know, like, yeah, man, like, I, I think, I think there are myths that go into the, the job a little bit, not yeah. just, you know, being a musician, but I think anything creative where people look at it and it's like, you know. You know, it has to be, you know, you have to have, like, a big breakup or you have to have a, a, a big, you know, drug thing or whatever. And it's all kind of bullshit, man. You know, realistically, like, I think if you're really just kind of digging in and, and trying to understand, you know, the fucking human condition, I think that's the, the the real thing. And I don't think you need to be fucked up for it. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that, like, I don't love, like, getting stoned or, like... You know, when I make, you know, writing this last Ghostlight record, you know, I ate, I ate LSD every week for four months, but like, you know, <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't think, you know, I, I just don't think you need to be like addicted to heroin or like sort and blow off of a, you know, a hooker's tits or, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Like dealing with. Yeah, it doesn't like,
0: need to be that fucking. Out there and glamorous, it can. It, you yeah, can use it you, as a tool. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Right. You, do, you yeah, yeah, you can be surgical with it.
1: You don't need to be. You know, tying one hand behind your fucking back. You know, like.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's something that comes with age, right there. That really is. I think that that's. You talked about being an elder statesman, man. Like when you, for me, like I'm getting older now, and like I realize that I'm one of the older cats that I used to see at shows when I was a kid, and it's like you do. You have to start to fucking rein it in or you know what? You're not going to last. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, you know, I don't know. I, 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 and I'm not like, uh, trying to be like adversarial. I, I just feel, you know, no. man, I, I was, you know, I don't know if that's an age thing. I think that's just a fucking common sense thing. Like the, I mean, like the science <laughs> is in at this point, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know like who Who the fuck do you know that was like hey you know what i was a janitor but then i found dope and now i'm the fucking ceo that's not the <laughs> yeah. way the math works. <laughs> it doesn't you work know? like that no <laughs> nah, man that's uh-uh. not it that's not that's not what's, what's going on here so you know i mean i i was sober for a lot of my 20s man I, you know i i quit boozing and drugs and uh you know and a lot of that stuff for many 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 years of my 20s um because I I wanted to figure the fuck out, you know, and and and, and do do right the right shit, you know. I, I didn't want to burn myself out, and I didn't want to end up in a fucking morgue, and uh, you know. Yeah. So I I don't, I don't you know yeah I don't know I don't think my age necessarily. Uh, I think like you know I it said is? it's common sense yeah yeah I think my I think the only thing that's coming with age is me not being afraid to say it.
0: Wow. Yeah, You know, I mean, I, I think yeah, when you're younger, it.
1: you don't necessarily want to preach to other people or, or even honestly, I mean, I didn't, I never really talk, talked talk about it that much when I was younger because I didn't want to seem like a pussy, you know, it's like, oh, this wow. is, you know, you know, this dude ain't, you know, out there doing the stuff. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't have like go through like little runs or whatever, man, but, you know, I, 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 just, I have like pretty big, like anxiety problems and. You know, I definitely had have had some bouts with depression and shit, and just like mental shit like that. And you know, I always try to kind of not fuck myself up more by stringing myself out on blow or you know getting addicted to fucking opiates.
0: Fucking something to the problem, totally. But but what do you think? Like with you personally, man, what's the what's the thing in you that's that drives you to like push so hard and and please. Take this the right way when I say it to be so fucking amazing at what you do. Like, what is it in you that drives you forward like that? Because not everybody's like that, bro. Ah, uh,
1: you know, man, I don't know. There's no way to really answer this question without sounding like a dickhead, huh? No, not um, at all. I, it's, we're just talking. I mean, seriously, like, no, I, I know, but like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you
0: know
1: okay well i mean you i think your own horn <laughs> well no i mean honestly i don't i don't you know and, and no offense to you guys i mean i don't i dude i think i'm the fucking you know i am a mid-level talent uh and that's just trying as hardest you know like i'm not that's I, you fair. know I, and then you know i i don't you know i mean in a, like being in a band like j-rad it's like dude i'm the bottom of the fucking totem pole here you know i mean like i'm standing between joe and marco which is like fuck that you know i like i don't even register on on the scale there and on the other side you got fucking scott who i mean i i don't i i know a few people that can just you know grab the reins of a guitar like that guy can and then there's the bass player from fucking ween so you know where do i sit in the hierarchy there fucking well 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 on the bottom you know um but it I doesn't come across though. We don't see that shit. Yeah, well, we, I, we don't. You know, whatever. I don't. I mean, you know. I, but I, I just, I just want to be better, uh, and and I want to just keep working and 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 improve on myself as much as I can. You know, because I want to be as good as those guys, and I know that I'm not, and I, and I know that it takes a lot of work, and and that's the whole thing, man. I just want to, I, you know, I, I think. I just want to be uh remembered uh and huh. yeah I guess I, I want I to be remembered. You know like I mean like I don't know man I'm I'm scared of dying and and I don't like uh you know the idea of of it just not meaning anything and and you know you, 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 there's only a few ways of at immortality and I think you know being remembered uh is one of them and I think you know if like if I can go into if i can you know go into this thing this job as as you know always being somebody who like always did their hardest work and and like never really phoned it in and and tried to always make everybody else around them better then you know uh, that's winning. you know okay. i mean yeah I, I i feel like maybe that that's a way to do it you know like i, I look at my 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 strength as kind of being like a like a Wayne Gretzky type of situation, not as being the best I ever was, but as being like one of those dudes that like, you know, if I played with Wayne Gretzky, I would have scored 50 goals this season because, you know what I mean? Like he was, he made everybody else around him better, better, you know, yeah. and that's, and that's all I, for everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. He just I mean, just he, he was a conduit for, for help for other people. And like, I, that's just like what I want to, that's, you know, all I'm trying to do is, 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 you know, constantly be trying to better myself and help everybody else around me be as good as they can be, you know? And and yeah, I mean, I I think that's just kind of it, man. So do you think that like your role
0: in the different bands that you're in and have played in differs from band to band?
1: (sighs) I mean, Uh, obviously you're a guitar player, but yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, I'm just trying to, to think about that. Um, yeah i i think you know who john Casal was no okay uh ever see the godfather yeah okay john Casal was fredo
0: oh okay yeah yeah
1: okay uh he was uh you know <clears throat> he was a guy that um he made movies with with Pacino and De Niro and Meryl Streep and Christopher Walken, I mean, you know, a generation of the greatest, you know, uh, actors that we all know. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sal only made five movies and he made them with all of those people that I just mentioned. And uh, every one of them uh, at the time when he was still alive, all thought all wanted to make every movie they ever made for the rest of their careers with John Casal because he he what he did was was so it, it, he again it's the like making other people around you being able to make them be as good as they can be you know uh, raise the bar for them yeah well no it's 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 you know the do with improvising with jamming, you know, and this goes, I think, with acting uh, as well and any kind of performance art. You know, there it's a complete. Everybody's got to be involved. You know what I mean? So it's like I can't say that my you know I, my role is always to just put in to put into the into the group uh, what I think is the right thing and what is go- what I think is going to help the other people, you know, keep putting in what they're putting in. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a right. group effort, you know? So it's not like it, you know, I don't think there's like, it, it when you're really improvising as a group, you know, I mean, like it, it is what I'm talking about. not necessarily like a thing where it's like, you know, I'm a rhythm guitar player and there's a lead guitar player. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not like the, the group improvising. Like when you're improvising no. as a, as a, as, as five people, uh, you're all on equal ground, you know? So it's like whatever role, whether it's like a leadership role, you know, like when I was playing a billion of kids with, with Kreutzmann, um, I, I was definitely more of a leader uh, as far as like, you know, talking about the, you know, about like in rehearsals or like, you know, writing set lists or whatever. But none of that shit matters once you're like actually playing music, you know what I mean? It like kind no goes irony. away. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hierarchy. I mean that like that's so like you I mean that's so like the idea of like a role isn't that's not really there, you know? So whether I'm playing um, you know, Grateful Dead songs with four of like the heaviest players in the fucking world in J-Rad, or if I'm doing like a, uh, you know, more of like the electronic thing with with Mark and Aaron from The Biscuits and Electron, um or if I'm just doing like the weird fucking like psychedelica that that ghost Light is doing you know it's all the it, it's all the same principle which is just be listening to what's happening and reacting in a in a in a way that is you know uh, conducive to other people being in up, you know being able to say express themselves in, a, in, a, in the way they want to you know
0: yeah I, I just think about everything you just said and what goes through my head man it's like wow like what a fucking amazing thing you get to do. What a, what a fun fucking job you have. Dude, it's a, it's the greatest game in the
1: world, man. I, I, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I know it more than anybody. Believe me, it's, it's bananas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for uh, us, for us out there, like I know for me, man, like going to see J rad is one of my favorite things to do. I, I, I can't think of really any other band that I've been that excited about to go see in the past year. You know what I mean? And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like, that's no, that's you, real talk. You guys are and, providing,
2: like, life force to us when yeah. we go see these gigs. It recharges us. It makes us get through the everyday. It, it, it's like recharging our batteries when
1: we get to see you guys on stage. I mean, I, mean I don't even you know know how to react to that like i mean that's you know that's 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 humbling man you know I, thank you I, I you know i, yeah, I appreciate no, that, that it, we get to be a part of people's lives like
0: that you know well yeah i mean do this and it's it, for what it's worth like there was moments at that, that show that you guys played in eugene like i gotta ask like did you guys fucking like stop playing in the middle of the show and or free. was that just me <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, did you, you guys Gene. freeze? Uh, yeah. Was wait. Well, uh, let me th- where was that? Like, what was the
0: venue? Mar- in Eugene McDonald's at the McDonald Theater. Theater. Like Marco was doing his piano solo. You guys kind of came back out, and there was a moment in that show where you just kind of <sighs> held a note. It looked like everybody on stage kind of froze. <laughs> Maybe I was just. We were high.
2: elevated, so yeah. it could have been us. We were wondering. Man, I you know honestly I
1: I I can't even remember the the venue. Right now, wow!
0: Um, yeah, that was the first time you guys have played out here in Pacific Northwest, right?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, man, the thing is, you know, with that with that band, it's like, you know, I it, I don't really think about it again after it happens, you know, it, it it's right. and you know, like it, it's uh, it it just it happens, and then it's like, all right, well, moving on, you know, totally. yeah, show must go on.
3: Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's just
1: like, dude, you know, that gig, that's an interesting gig, you know? Like, it's like, man, you know, we do some really cool shit, and, you know, I mean, like, you know, we have so much fucking fun on stage, it, it really, it's like, like you said, it's like, I can't believe I get to fucking do this, but, right. you know, uh, there's other things going on, you know, like, uh, like uh, we try to, I don't think, you know, none of us try to take that too seriously, because you know we didn't write those tunes you know like we didn't you know yeah. like there's no owner there's no ownership of that stuff so it's like we get to do that and it's like really cool and and like amazing that that we get to do that but like you know i i, I don't want to like dwell on it sometimes i'm like afraid to like really well, if you get if you too pick, happy about it, I guess yeah. you know, like and, you know and also if
0: you pick apart the magic too, it kind of takes away from it, I guess in a yeah,
1: way, yeah, oh, yeah, there's absolutely that part of it too, you know i but it's i mean for me personally, it's just more of like a I just don't wanna get too stoked on that stuff because you know <laughs> I didn't well, I mean, dude, I didn't fucking earn that, man, I didn't write those tunes, I didn't live that life, you know, I came in at the fucking finish line and you know, and, and I'm able to help be a conduit to keep this music going on a, on a larger scale, and that's fucking super cool and awesome. I mean, you know, I, mean, I grew up listening to this music, so it's, it's really an honor to, to do that shit. But, like, you know, I'm not going to sit there walking around with a swinging dick thinking that, like, you know, I'm the man and, like, I'm, um, like, you know, that this is my legacy, you know, because it's not. This I got is someone you. else's legacy that, like, I uh, you know, that I'm just trying to help make sure – remains an important part of society, you
0: know? I know it's the middle of the show, but I have to take a second. We have a special sponsor for the month of November, Ben and Jerry's. And they came up with a pretty amazing idea here, guys. It's a caramel malt ice cream. I, I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Caramel malt ice cream, almond toffee pieces, fudge fish, and a caramel swirl. This is in partnership with Fish, so the name of the ice cream is It's Ice Cream. Guys, I know I want to taste it. I know you want to taste it. So packaging and a very limited t-shirt were designed by Jim Pollock. A portion of the proceeds for the ice cream and all the proceeds for the t-shirts are donated to Waterwheel, guys. There's also a special curveball fish food waterwheel tea that was created for the canceled festival that can be purchased online in the same place. So you get the idea. Go get some delicious ice cream. Send some to a friend. Store.benandjerrys.com and use the promo code OSIRIS and you'll get free shipping on your order over 50 bucks. We now return you to your regularly scheduled No Simple Road.
2: I was gonna segue into that since we we're we we're going kind of on the Grateful Dead. We always want to know because that's what brought us to this jam band scene and has molded our lives. Is how how did you get into it? Like what age and when did you get into the Grateful Dead?
1: Uh, from birth, man. My uh, the first music that was ever mine that like my uh, my dad gave me a tape, a cassette of uh, the Dead at Red Rocks in '78, and. uh you know, that like show with the Great Terrapin and the railroads of London. Oh, yeah. Closer. Um, I think, yeah, they recent, they released it a couple of years ago. It was like a r- official release. But yeah, that was the first, you know, that was the first music that was ever mine. You know, like was was a bootleg of that tape. And, you know, it's, it's it was always a thing all through my early childhood. And then, you know, I did the rebelling situation once I got in. I started playing guitar and I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to fucking Ozzy Osbourne and Van Halen and shit like that and I got into that shit For a while and then I you know I came back to the dead Eventually What do you what do
0: you think it is Man like I mean I know what it is For me but As a group like for J-Rad Why is it Grateful Dead music why isn't It like Zappa music or Pink Floyd Or you know Zeppelin Or something else why is it the Grateful Dead Thing What do you mean Like why is that the thing that the songbook That you're playing
1: from um, because of all the bands you just named, that's the only one that's like a living document, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer, man. Well, yeah. you know, what I mean, like, like I mean, Pink Floyd and Zappa—that shit is composed. Totally. You know, that, that, thats classical music, right? True, <laughs> yeah. um, true. You know, like the like, dude, like those David Gilmore solos. You know, like. Uh, those are perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean they're, they're perfect? Like, that's it. That's the way it should be. You know, and everybody knows that. You know, like, you don't want to fuck with the solo to fucking, you know, mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, yeah that's, and he's not that's improvising. The solo. Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's how it is. That's the solo. You know, I mean, the, the Dead's Catalog is a, it's a living document, man. And, and, I mean, name another band in the history of people where you can go to any town in America and there's a band and there's a, a, a band that is covering their music, any town, yeah, you can yeah, go to they're... any fucking town in America and there's a grateful Dead band there.
0: It, and it's, and it's the crazy, we were just talking about this yesterday, man, like it transcends even the music. It becomes the community after that. Like there's such a, a thing around it. Like I can walk into a pizza parlor in, Downtown Portland, and if there's a steal your face on the wall, like I feel at home. There's that's I mean, different dude, than any other thing I in went, the world.
1: I went to a fucking uh, a Flyers Avalanche game out here in Denver, and I, and I get there and they're like, Oh, it's Grateful Dead night. Like, why is it what? Grateful Dead night at a fucking hockey game? I don't know, but that's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, I'll take like, it. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah, argue dude. with it, but you'll be like, what? No but it's but you know but it it's i mean it's the fabric in, of america man and that's like super cool and i couldn't imagine you know what those how those guys see it but you know like but it is it's it's amazing and you know when i talk to people about you know um just you know like about the the, the songbook and stuff and you know people who aren't as familiar with it and, and you know, and and they're you know, oh yeah, well, I never really got into it, and it's, you know, and because I wasn't into tie dye or I wasn't into whatever, and it's like, well, you know, when you kind of take away all like the other stuff, you know, you take take away the jams, take away the the scene, and take away all that other stuff, and you just look at the songbook. I mean, it's literature, man. It's you know, it's the and it's the soundtrack to like, it's the soundtrack to a Kerouac book. You know, I mean, it's oh, shit. it is it's it's a. It, it is such a very specific time and 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 place in American history, and you know i i i, I don't think there's anything that really compares to it. Well wow. you know,
2: no. It, it, we we talked to somebody that said it, it, it's true Americana, and it's like one of the last remaining things of Americana that's genuinely nowadays, American that's genuine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you listen to the, these 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 songs, these stories, and and you know, yeah, man, it's it's a it's a fucking thing, and it's, I, I you know, yeah, I don't know, I so I, I you know, I don't, know. I don't even know I the get it. what the question was, but is, no, is, is that answer it?
0: <laughs> you totally answered it. Yeah, yeah, no, and like I said, we're just hanging out, man. Like <laughs> you know, I there is real no, uh, I don't know agenda here. I, I'm just. I think about like what the Grateful Dead did and you're talking about how like this song book is like, I don't know. It's almost like an alive, alive thing. It's living. And out of that came this huge scene that we're all involved in, you know, and all these bands. And I think in the past, maybe that scene has kind of had an identity crisis in a way. Like bands kind of sounded like each other and it's, it was growing up. Do you feel like the, the jam scene has kind of found its feet?
1: Man. I mean... <laughs> no, I do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like... I feel like... Uh, it's a weird time, I think. You know, okay. uh, I think there are bands. I think there are. Now, this is coming from a guy in a Grateful Dead cover band, right. so let's keep let's keep that in perspective. Uh, that being said, you know I'm in a Grateful Dead cover band, and we don't sound anything like the Grateful Dead.
5: Mm-mm.
1: You know, we openly admit that what we're playing are other people's songs uh, and we take them out for a ride. You know, we, we do what we do with them. And, you know, so like really, uh, you know, it's like if you go to a show, 30% of it is, is somebody else's music and the rest of it is just improvising. We're making it up on the spot. Uh, I think there are a lot of fans, unfortunately at the moment in the scene that either all just kind of sound like some weird like beige food that is like a mixture of all this other stuff that you know that doesn't really have any real characteristics of its own. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, it kind of sounds like fish, but kind of sounds like the biscuits, and kind of sounds like whatever fucking else thing you want to you want to throw in there. Um, and it's like just very nondescript. Like I don't think anybody is really. <sighs> There's not a lot of people taking chances, whether that is uh, in in the improvising, which I think in the jam scene is probably the most important part. And, you know, I think it's why people really reacted to to J-Rad, because we do take very big chances every night. Uh, I think people are afraid to to fail, uh, and therefore they don't take those chances. So it's a lot of safe uh, playing and hardly improvising. Um, Or the songwriting is so fucking vanilla and just nothing but cliches musically and lyrically because people again are afraid to um to do something dangerous to do something that is weird or with uh that doesn't sound like something else necessarily uh you know or or something that hasn't already been approved you know what i mean so uh uh, so you know, it's just like you know, I don't know, and I, I, I don't think I'm like speaking out of turn here. I mean, this is not something at that all. I feel like anybody can kind of like really, if if you just listen to any of the the big bands that you know, the bands that have any notoriety right now, I think you can kind of listen to that and be like, yeah, okay, like there isn't a lot of like definitive like this band is this band it's like everybody kind of just sounds like it could be something it could be this band or it could be that band or whatever you know and and in the songwriting again you know like you look at the band that started this whole thing the grateful dead and the allman brothers and these dudes wrote fucking killer songs they wrote killer songs incredible fucking songs and you know that still really hasn't like come back very much you know as far as what these the bands in the scene are doing you know and i think it's because people are afraid to be vulnerable in their lyrics or vulnerable in their songwriting because that's what it takes man it takes putting yourself out there and 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 you know touching on the things of the human condition and of and of of what it means to be alive that are super hard to talk about and are scary to talk about but that's what you know the almonds did and that's what the dead did that's what hunter did in his lyrics and that's what the band did in their playing and you know uh, i i you know i don't know i think there's a lot of bands that say that they're original bands but when you listen to it it's not. it's the furthest thing from original you know and then you have the flip side of that being one of the bigger bands in the scene is j-rad which is a cover band that is kind of more original than the original bands you know Uh,
0: yeah i was gonna say that doesn't it doesn't feel like that though. It doesn't. It, it's the same songs, but it's different music. If that makes any sense at all, like it, it doesn't right. feel well, like not, a cover band. We're,
1: we're not necessarily, you know, like no one in the band's trying to to sound like the other guys. You know, the other things that are happening. You know, like it, it's, uh you know, we're five people that don't listen to jam bands. So no, you I mean, mean like, then nobody you, in the then band get, listens to,
0: to. You get bands like Radiohead. Or God, I can't even really think of anybody else that that's completely unique to me in my mind. Like that, I can't think like Radiohead sounds like whatever. I can't think of anything. Well, I think that with J Rad too. Like J Rad is playing Grateful Dead music, but doesn't sound like anybody else. It, so right, like, we don't sound like Grateful Dead. That's
1: for sure. No, I mean, and no, because no. you know why? why would we try to sound so Grateful up. Dead? They they already yeah. exist. You know, I mean, they already happened. And you know to to. You know, sit there and try to recreate what they're doing. It, that's not what we do. You know, like that. You know, there, there's already that thing that that ha- that exists. You know, so it's like, well, we're not going to do that. So, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's. I mean, we all love Radiohead, actually, and and you know, I don't know, man. I can't speak for the band. I can only speak for myself. And and but for myself, I think this goes back to the, like one of the first questions you asked, which was, "What drives me?" And I think what drives me is to do. You know, I love Radiohead, and I love Pink Floyd, and I love the Beatles, and I love the Grateful Dead. And the reason that all these bands are so cool was because they they found their own footing and they found their own voice, and they, you know, they moved they moved the the ball forward. You know, Um, and I think that's that's all I want out of my career as well is to not make lateral moves and to not or to not be like always like you know doing something that's just sentimental um and like you know looking in the rearview mirror like i want to try to whether that's with my guitar playing uh like style you know like try you know just constantly trying to find some weird different shit to do uh, uh that's not necessarily like licks that somebody wrote 50 years ago or 100 years ago like you know just trying to do new things, or in songwriting, you know. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not John fucking Lennon, but you know, at least I'm trying really hard to say and do things that are uh, different than than what's happening. You know, I mean, we I just finished uh, mastering the go, the Ghostlight record, uh, like our first album, and you know, uh, uh, it's not Dark Side of the Moon. I'll never you know say that it is, but I think it's a very interesting record that is. That doesn't, that you can't listen to it and just be like, oh, they're they're just ripping off Radiohead or Wilco or whatever the fuck. It's like, it's, uh, I think it's a unique sound. and, And that if everyone hates it, that's okay because I, at least it's unique, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think when you're creating from that place, when you're coming from that place of authenticity and vulnerability, regardless of if anybody else likes it or not i'm sure we're all going to fucking love it but that you it does something for you personally it it makes you grow it makes you stretch it makes you better at your craft and and a better person all around yeah, you're, exactly, you're getting exactly. something it, from the creation of it
1: that's, I mean, dude. I, you know, I look back at, I look at my career, what I, and the records I put out from, you know, the first Brothers Past albums to this Ghostlight record, and, you know, I, I don't give a fuck that, you know, that that none of them are huge albums and or any of that shit. That doesn't bother me because, you know what? I look at it and no, no one can ever say that I repeated myself. You know what I mean like every? I mean, uh, Brothers Past put out four albums. Uh, American Babies was. Four Five albums you know ghost light has this you know, our first record here you know i have worked on and written for the disco biscuits uh, i've done stuff for younger brother uh you know i've i've done a lot of other things and you know i don't think you can look at any of it and say that i repeated myself or you know or just fell into a groove of making the same record over and over it's you know it's always trying to move you know again moving in a forward direction making right. myself better, learning about myself and, you know, trying to just be as good of a, of a person and as I can be as well as a player, you know, I, there's this great fucking interview, man, that, uh, or it's not an interview. It's, um, when George Carlin died, right. uh, Louis, C, Louis CK gave, uh, a speech at his memorial and it changed my fucking life, man. It really did. I, I, when I heard the speech, you know, I'll, the cliff notes of it are, you know, he's, he he heard an interview with Car, Carlin talking about his process, and and uh, and he was saying that basically he would take a year and write, you know, an hours worth of stand up that would he would then film for HBO and make a special out of it, and then he would throw it out, and he would never tell any of those jokes again. And Louis C.K. was just devastated by that. He's like, you know, how do you take this stuff that you work so hard on, and and then just never, you know, never let it happen again. And he like, "But then what I realize is, is that you know, you you do that, and you know, so like applying it to like making records. You know, it's like you make your first record and you're talking about love and that type of shit that you talk about on your first record. And then, right. well, you know, well when you get step back up to the plate and you have to make another album, well, you can't talk about that anymore. So now, well, what, what do you talk about? Uh, okay, I don't know. Maybe I talk about my family and then I make another record and it's like well I can't talk about love and I can't talk about my family anymore so you have to keep digging and, and what happens is that you have to dig deeper and you get into those wow. spots that you that you don't want to talk about or are afraid to but that's that's where the real fucking stuff is that's where the pay dirt is man when you get into these <laughs> these spots wow, that, are, wow. that scare the shit out of you and you know I, I think I think that's what we're all supposed to be fucking doing as as artists and and uh you know creative people is is getting into the shit that we're as 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 humans we're all fucking scared to talk about and to think about because you know uh, yeah man okay you can write a love song but that's been happening for fucking 100 years why the fuck do we need to keep doing that like there you know like, let's get into We've got the it yeah, let's get yeah. into the other thing, you know? And, and, you know, I mean, the last American babies record was like a really hard record for me to make it, you know, I mean, I, it was, I, I, I you know, uh, when I started writing for it, it was right, like Robin Williams had just killed himself. And my uncle had taken his life uh, a year before that. And it was a lot for me and, and, you know, dealing with these people that dealt with depression. And I was like, you know what, man, I, I, I gotta, I gotta get into this and I gotta talk about it. And, you know, me and my writing partner, we were, we, we're just like all right man let's talk about depression let's talk about what that shit's like what what is what happens you know how do we deal with it how do we get in there and how do we get out of it and, and you know talk about some real shit that was terrifying but yeah that's, that's what people need to shit. hear
2: that's well, I mean, awesome
1: sure yeah but you know and that's what we should be doing for ourselves too is is you know self awareness man like you know especially now it's 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 so hard to be self-aware because of you know we we build these bubbles that we live in with social media and shit like that you know where you know you're just living in an echo chamber of of people yes-yesing you and and non-differentiating views and narcissism and whatever and it's like man you know you got to lose an argument sometimes man you got to get your ass handed to you sometimes to like reflect
0: well, you know and, and on the flip side of that we we feel so connected because of social media and the way communication is today but people have never felt more fucking alone than they do right now and when you see somebody that's out there putting being vulnerable and putting real shit on the line like that it it it's a it's like a ray of sunshine inside that echo chamber that shows you that oh shit somebody else is going through the same shit that I deal with on the day to day and I'm not fucking alone out here anymore, man.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and but I think the problem with social media um, is like, and not to turn this into some fucking weird like you know no, conversation cool. about that stuff, but like, <laughs> but you know, I I think I think uh, you know. The, Having an artist in life uh, is, you know, this, this, like, tailor-made life for yourself where, you know, you don't have differentiating views um, or dissenting opinions. That also leads to a situation where, like, you know, man, like, you feel more connected if some person that doesn't look like you or doesn't talk like you or or, uh, isn't into fucking what you're fucking or whatever, if they all of a sudden – you know, express something that you're familiar with, that's the shit that really needs to, to matter. You know, it's like, do a bunch of like affluent fucking white people that all like wear yoga pants really need to know that, like, hey man, you know, you're feeling the same thing I'm feeling? Well, of course you fucking are. We're all the same people. You know, but like to know that, you know, somebody in, you know, an immigrant, you know, uh, from Kosovo uh, deals with the same problems as, you know, some you know make america great again guy in fucking alabama that's something that i think is more fucking important to know because you know that's those are the people that need to know that they're more alike than than they ever thought you know yeah and I, and that's yeah. the shit that's not happening with social media and shit like that because whatever you're you're just sitting there and be like well i'm only going to talk to people that think what i think and like what i like and believe what i believe and it's like all right, man well yeah, we're all kind of fucked have, that way, and have you know, fun yeah, with like that. politics. And
2: There's so much division and different. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, and, I, and I don't, and I'm shit. not
1: saying that. I just to clarify, I am not saying that in some kind of derogatory way towards people that are you know towards conservatives. I mean, that wasn't towards just conservative people. That is towards I think anybody, any kind of tribe mentality, man. I think you know progressives and you know anybody that is assigning themselves to a specific group. I just think you're doing yourself a fucking disservice, man. You know, and 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 you know uh that's just whatever that's one asshole's point of view right. <laughs> but but you know what but like yeah you know, so but like I, when I i'm writing i'm that. not writing for like any particular thing man you know like uh, i'm not into isms i i'm you know it's like we're all we all deal with this shit man and like we got to figure it the fuck out and you know so, so whatever. Like when you sit down to
0: to do your thing with ghost light like is Obviously, that's the stuff that's in the front of your mind when you're sitting down to do your thing, right? Like, you just want to get yourself (laughs) out there.
1: Wait, what was the beginning of that?
0: When you're sitting down to write write music with Ghostlight, that's the place you're coming from, obviously. I mean, you're talking about it, so... That place of vulnerability and putting yourself out there.
1: Uh, I mean... Well, you know, the Ghost Lights thing is, is, is actually it's been a, a very different and interesting writing experience, like, learning experience, because for the first time in a long time, I not, I was writing for a band and not just mm. for myself. And that's a different fucking thing, man, you know, because, you know, uh, I, I didn't and still don't want to make that band about me. Like, I'm just a cog in the machine, you know? Right. Um, like, you know, everybody is – Everybody in that band has a, a, an important role. It's not just like a bunch of hired guns. Uh, it, it's, it's five personalities and five people that have five points of view. So in the writing for that, it was kind of interesting to try to maintain the honesty that I, I try to strive for. But trying to do it in a bit more of a vague way, because it can't be about me. It's not an I situation. You know, uh, it's it, more of it's a, a group. It's, it's yeah, a, it a is group, a group thing. A group, yes, it's a band for sure. And you know, and the writing, uh, you know, a lot of as far as like the the lyricism and, and the songwriting was was done as you know two songwriters uh, with different you know different points of view. I mean, you know, the band is you know uh, you know there's two women in a band and three dudes, and so it 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 has to be you know both sides of of, of the you know, both genders need to be represented uh, in in an equal way, and I and I think that was something that was we were very conscious of of like you know, not wanting to anybody to wanting anybody to listen to the music and be able to not be felt feel excluded if you're a woman or a man. You know, it's like yeah, dude, this is speaking to to everybody type of thing. You know,
0: yeah.
5: So that did, was
1: like how that did was interesting? Whole,
0: how did that whole thing come about? I mean, it's a it's a pretty that
1: writing thing, or like the d- band itself? Or the,
0: the the band itself.
1: Uh, I had been doing the American Babies thing and I was just kind of like super burnt out on it. And like the band that I was using, you know, I was always, uh, you know, again, I always I, I prefer being in a band. I've always preferred being in a band. Um, and by that, I mean like a group, you know, like what I just described, like everybody's in it together. We're all equals. We're all pushing. We're all putting everything we have into it to move the boulder up the hill. Um right. You know the uh, the American Babies thing. You know, I, I from the very beginning always wanted it to be a thing where it was a band, but nobody. You know, uh, all the guys I was playing with or and women, uh, it was just kind of I don't know. For some reason, I guess since I was the primary songwriter, people always kind of saw it as just like a gig in a hired gun situation. So I, you know, the band had flipped a few times over the years, uh, and I was getting to the point where the band that I was using. I was definitely gonna have to like get a new rhythm section and I was, you know, Holly I was definitely, you know, Holly had been playing with us a bunch. And God, she's amazing, man. Yeah, she, oh, what a great player, man. Really. She's she's a really awesome person and, and I'm lucky that, you know, we're friends. Um but it was a thing where, you know, it was kinda like I was tossing around the idea of like seeing if Holly wanted to join the band uh full time, and then it was just I don't know, man. I was I was in Mexico playing with Billy and and and, uh, and Bob, doing this thing called Los Muertos, uh, and I just had I was fed up with with the baby's thing and the way it was going, and I was and I was with my manager, and I was like, you know, what, man, I think I just want to start over, you know, like I I I think it's just time to really try it a different way and to you know actually build what I want, which is a band. Um, so I had, you know, I, I had known Steve, our bass player was in LA and didn't have a a steady gig. And, uh, and, um, I had been talking to Scotty's Wang, our drummer. Uh, I knew he was thinking about moving to Philly and also didn't have a, a gig and, uh, you know, and, you know, Rain and I were were probably going to have to look for a new band, and and already, and we were like talking about writing new material, and you know, and Holly had never been in a band before, and I know that was something she was looking to do, so I just kind of connected all the dots and was like, hey, let's try to do this thing, and it, it was like great. You play
0: that role a lot. <laughs> You're the conduit guy, the the dot connector.
1: Hey man, it's not a bad role to have, you know. No, no, no. Um, but it's, but again, you know, I, and, and that's fine. You know, we can say that and 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 assign me that role. But like, I, I just make sure that it's like that's not, you know. But it's not about me. Like that's the thing. Like I, this isn't about me. I don't want this no, to be I'm about you. You know, like I'm not just because I connected the dots doesn't make it my anything. Like it's about everybody, and that's what it's supposed to fucking be. You know, uh, and 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 fortunately, that's what it became. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we wrote a bunch. You know, Ray and I wrote a bunch of of tunes, and we brought them in. And Holly had a few songs that she brought in as well. And and as five people, we got in a room and we worked out all the songs. You know, like it was a group effort from you know the the whole way through there. And and. You know, I'm super proud of of this record. I think it's really fucking interesting, and you know, kind of has like a you know Sufjan Stevens made a Soundgarden record is kind of like the vibe, and <laughs> it's uh, it's cool, man. It's fucking interesting, and, and like I said, it's like you know, I'm not gonna fucking win a Grammy, and it's not gonna be you know Dark Side of the Moon, but I'm really proud of it, and I you know, I, I'll I'll dare somebody to say that it's you know derivative. You know, I think right. it's a, it's a it's a real. Shot at, at doing something with a unique voice,
2: you know. Yeah. Well, when we we had the pleasure of catching part of of that when we were at High Sierra Music Festival this year, unfortunately, we didn't realize that you had to buy tickets for those late night shows. So we ended up laying on the grass right outside that where the venue where you were playing at High Sierra, and we were just laying in the grass, just drifting off, listening to music, and enjoyed it so much. And yeah. that brings me a question. After the album comes out, are you going to be touring behind that album with Ghostlight? And are we going to see you over here on the West Coast?
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's like what you do. You put out a record, you tour behind it. Um, You know, I, 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 we, and without a doubt, we'll be back on the West Coast. I mean, we, we start the first gigs we ever played, you know, was, were West Coast, was a West Coast run, you know, Um, and it was, it was amazing. You know, uh, we, our first show ever was in San Diego and then it was followed by LA and, and two nights in the Bay area and then Portland and Eugene and all the shows were so well attended. Uh, you know, a lot of them sold out and, you know, we owe a lot of our current success and buzz from those first few shows, man. So like, we're, we're always going to be coming back to the West coast, you know, that's, that's that's for sure a a reality. You know, we owe a lot, owe a lot to it. And then, um. Yeah, we're good with that. And, and I'll get killed by our our Pacific Northwest
0: listeners if I don't ask. Is J Rad have any plans to come back out this way?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, dude. Again, man. You know, everybody really showed up for those gigs. I I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. I'm sure 2019 yeah. will find will find us uh, back out there.
0: So, talking about like all the derivative shit that's out there and all that, like what. What are you listening to that that excites
1: you right now? What am I listening to that excites me right now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, turn I, me I on to something, man. <laughs> there's, a, you know, I mean, there's a great record called Big Thief. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're, uh, um, this great band. They have an album that came out late last year called Capacity that I really love. Um, that is just. Incredibly vulnerable and beautiful uh, in its lyricism, and the playing is, it's just perfect. Okay, it really is. Um, uh, yeah, I I really love that record. I've been for a while. uh, You know, I guess since Chris Cornell died, I've been in like a huge mourning phase. uh, uh, Still with that situation. So it was um, a big um, part of our uh, lives too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I guess we're all kind of relatively age similar. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, man. So I, I, I got out of all of that grunge shit. You know, in like the mid '90s, I was like, all right, I'm fucking done with this stuff. And I, I, I didn't really start revisiting it until probably like a like a year before Cornell uh, killed himself. And you know that that his passing, you know, really kind of fucked me up, and and you know. Uh, yeah, I've just been really living in that a lot lately. So I, I've been keeping out a great solo, uh, like a live acoustic record of just him and a guitar, like a live I know thing. the album. And yeah, the songbook record. Uh, so I've really been living in there for a while, man. It's like, it's it's a pretty heavy, heavy duty situation.
0: Right on, man. Hey, Tommy. Yeah. I just want to say, like, from all of us here at our house, man, we appreciate you. And, I, I'm honored to have spoken to you for what it's worth and, and thanks for being vulnerable and doing your thing, man. It's it
1: it's really beautiful, bro. I appreciate it. Hey man, uh, you know, with a shirt night anytime I'm just uh trying to yeah. hold up my end of the bargain, you know. When does the album come out? Um I don't know. I'm gonna say okay. like you know, early ish twenty nineteen, you know. I'm hoping for March.
0: Okay, well, cool, man. When you come back up this way, we'll can't be there to in the see crowd you
2: again, cheering. Whoever you're with, whatever you're doing, man. We we are fans, uh, and we can't wait to I, see you I, again.
1: I appreciate your support, man, for sure. And uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. All right, brother. We'll see you down the road. Take care, man.
2: Wow, that was really, really, really cool. Tommy's a hell of a guy.
0: Yeah, man. I. More and more as the longer we do this and the more people we talk to in and out of the music business, like artists and writers and musicians and these people that have like consistently blown our minds ah, are, seem to be like the most humble, coolest people. Yeah. and I, So humble. And after talking to Tommy, like, I wonder if that's the thing, like. Wow, it's getting really windy out here. I wonder if that's a thing like that resonates with us as a group, like that vulnerability that we pick up on it. Yeah, it yeah. comes out through the music and the art. The more and the we thing. talk
2: to them, the more we see bands. It's it's like wow, these guys—they'll jump off the stage, come hang out with you. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and it,
0: it, I was tripping out when we were talking to him, thinking about. Um, putting out that intro that we put out for uh Sam, yeah, like at what point is it too real?
2: And to me, yeah, that really hit home because I almost brought that up, but he we kept on time. It was like we were experiencing that with ourselves. You're right. Then when he's talking about Louis C.K. doing the memorial thing for George Carlin, of you, once you create something, you throw it away. You get rid of it. You don't do it again. Because that's what makes you keep on digging and pulling the layers back till you get to that spot.
0: You already did it.
2: Yeah, you already did it. You already did the love songs. You already did the hate songs. You already did So then you get to a point where it's like, wow, what the fuck do I write about? Where am I at now? What's fucking really happening?
0: And that's the point. I mean, if there's a point of what we're doing is getting down to the nitty gritty of everything and, and honesty and being honest out here honest what's going to on. our family that yeah. we have created yeah
2: that is giving us feedback that they love it they want to hear those moments having tim and erica here them being here <sighs> as as fans of the show and f- NSR family to hear them say, that's what everybody loves is the honesty and to know that somebody else is in the same fucked up boat as them
0: but there's sometimes. so much wrapped up in that man like i i can even i can't even imagine what guys like like tommy and um like ethan from Howl and rain and and chris robinson and like they're pouring their feelings out yeah. in front of everybody and that's like the most raw the
2: year live on stage we're boom i'm here there's no faking it there's no mm -hmm. phoning it in or it would be seen and it'd be like oh
0: yeah man and it's just a trip to realize that or even be begin to realize that that's the thing that we pick up on is that that authentic nature that the real part of people living their life where you're getting down to the to the depth of who they are and they're showing you and it's like you're seeing a reflection of yourself and what's going on in you in them and it doesn't even have to be lyrically because look at what J-Rad does, look at what Ghostlight does like a lot of their stuff is instrumental, improvisational yeah. and it's inside the jam that we find that authenticity and, and that emotional connection and I don't know man it's it's just a trip to be doing something that by doing it it's making you grow it's so weird because if you think about like when you go to work go do what you do every day you work in i don't know a bank or you work at a cable company or you work in a dispensary or whatever like when you're doing that thing every day i don't know is that you growing you go and you do what you know how to do day after day and and what what, Ryder, what were you gonna say?
4: It depends on how you do it. You can go in there to the same place every day and be the same person or you can take everything you're doing every day as a learning experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. But my what I'm what I'm getting at is like by doing that thing, is that thing making you grow?
4: I still
0: stand by my answer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair.
4: Yeah,
2: I think so. I know like in my job, for example, I'm growing every week. I'm learning to do it, not only learning to do it better, but enjoying to do it.
5: Hmm.
4: You have to Because it's not about the specific thing you're doing. It's the people you're interacting with and this the back end problems that are coming up and how you take problems and solve them and how you let them affect you in the moment and later and it's everything And how
0: you affect the people around you
4: it's yeah. all of it yeah, that's
2: yeah. definitely learning experience the shitty shitty days at work are a really good learning experience yeah just like well he brought that up like like he, he can't win all the time you always can't be on top and I look at it like a sports analogy it is good I love it when my teams are winning but it's good for them to fucking lose too
0: because it keeps them hungry
2: that, yeah that's where you learn and that's what humbles you and and then you take from that hopefully and go oh the next time that happens a month two later same situation kind of you're like oh I fucking dealt with this shit I, I learned from that
0: experience Yeah, now,
2: piece of cake I got this
0: I just know that like personally it, it's been fucking tough lately like I've been going through some shit and part of me like I don't know I don't know if like it's the, the the junkie that lives in the back of my head that wants to like retreat from everything and not let anybody see what's going on or what but like it feels really weird and to have everybody know that like, hey, you've been having a hard time. Like you've been feeling depressed or you felt like throwing in the towel or whatever the thing is. Like for me, I'm super fucking depressed lately. And guess and- what? That's the awesome thing is you're not alone. That's yeah. most
2: of us. You know, that's most of our listeners. That's what makes us real. And that's what people like to hear. If you're just, coding everything and you're not talking about the bad shit. If everything's love songs, that's boring. It's important to connect and
0: we're doing that. Yeah. It's just a weird feeling to do it on such a a big scale. Like it it's hard enough to do it with just the three of us sitting here on the porch.
4: Well, and I I totally understand like it's second Nature for me to wait. Second nature is second nature means it's yeah, you got yeah, it. Second nature for me to like not tell anyone anything mm-hmm. at all, ever that's going wrong. So it, it's just, I think it's human nature to want to fix it yourself first
0: and then talk about it.
4: Yeah, come to people with. Solutions to your own problem instead of is that
0: a dude thing i think that might be a guy thing
4: i have seen it it, across the board i've seen both ends like i've seen guys that just come and ask for help right away and i've seen girls that will hide everything until the second it blows up i think it's just a human thing
2: yeah it's human nature that's human condition so is depression and, and it's weird because it. what's funny always to me too is like comedians, comedians. You see, it's like oh, the funny guy, he's so happy and fun. All they're some of the most fucking depressed people
0: that there are. And it's a weird thing. Depression is a weird thing because I don't know how anybody else's head works. But I didn't realize I was depressed until after I wasn't depressed anymore.
4: Or in your, or when you're in the upswing, you're like, okay,
0: oh, shit, that's what, what that was. Terrible. I had no God, idea damn, was like, funky. I, didn't, I mean the only time I ever Really dealt with that I didn't deal with it I numbed it with dope And
4: on the heels of Figuring things out first And then coming to people like I was depressed for a really long time And I thought That like I was over it And I've been realizing these past Couple of months that I think it's manic depression like my dad has
0: like up and down up Up and and down down, up and down down. Mm so well you got us airing that out stinky socks Mm
4: -hmm. thanks preston
0: yeah right on man
2: well well, that helps the most just having like what we have now we have a community and like when we go to the shows and Mm -hmm. just at home our home life i come home some days where i'm just like Fuck it, I'm done. I'm not, I don't want to go back to work. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I ain't doing this no more than I get home and I see you guys and we talk and we smile and we laugh and we have dinner and we get letters from everybody that's listening and then, and, and then it's okay.
0: Yep. It's just a, again, it's for me, it's just a fucking super weird thing to live your life. In front of everybody, and it's okay. Yeah. Like I, I realize it's okay. I get it, and I get that it's doing something, but it's still surreal. It's yeah. still a fucking surreal trip. It, it's it, got to be like how Tommy Hamilton feels when he's standing on pl- stage playing with Bobby and Billy. It, you know, it like,
4: kind of always in the like, in a like back your head kind of way is the same feeling as when you're like standing on the high dive.
0: Totally like to jump that. Off Fuck yeah.
4: Shit, <laughs> but like always.
0: Mhm. Yep. I put that I put that intro out and the pit of my stomach was just in my feet like
4: oh, And and weekend? probably
0: people that are listening don't even remember it, don't even know what I'm talking about. Well, morning,
2: I think some I think a certain
0: amount of people will I'm very proud
2: that we put that out. Absolutely. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Mel. I'm proud of Eric and Tim for backing that up and that, stuff. That's that what was, I was fucking say. real. And I get it, man. That was very
4: personal to you and Mel.
0: And they, yeah, man. They
4: both brought up really good points. Like, Erica brought up that from Mel's point of view, it's good to hear someone talk about what it's really like to love a junkie. And from your point of view it's like always good to hear someone else's shitty stories because then you'll feel so bad about (laughs) yours i'm
5: serious somebody else dealt with this shit man yeah
0: well it's like i was saying to you earlier Ryder. like (coughs) yeah that stuff is 20 plus years ago but there's still feeling attached to the memory yeah i mean it doesn't sting the way it used to sting but it's still humiliating. It's still embarrassing. It still makes me sad. It still makes me feel bad that I hurt somebody that I love. It All that is still in there, you know.
4: I couldn't even imagine that. I still, one time in fourth grade, I accidentally looked up a girl's skirt and she got mad at me. And I still think about it twice a month and cringe inwardly to myself and want to disappear from the planet. I couldn't imagine yeah, something man. as bad. As Thanks.
0: Time. Thanks. That really helps. So I'm going to go crawl into the table. It was on purpose. So that's was fine. Purpose.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that time wasn't on purpose. All the other times
0: were. we're
2: on purpose. Okay.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Dirty, dirty. Words.
4: Jesus,
0: It's okay. <laughs> we forgive you and that girl forgives I'm you. I'm
4: sure she doesn't even remember
5: who I
0: am. Yeah. But so anyway, what a Hell of an interview, yeah.
2: This is. I don't know how we ended up here. I'm just gonna throw you're just throw it. Here. We're we're a little nervous doing this one. Like, I was oh, nervous like, for this one, like a lot of times we are with these people that we love and look up to and stuff. But man, what what a great interview! What yeah. a cool guy.
0: Yep. And as always, as soon as you start talking on phone, you're like, oh, it's just another cat living out oh. there in the world. Doing yeah, was in a
2: couple minutes. It was like sitting here talking to one of our friends. Yep. Hanging out on the patio.
4: Mm-hmm. And a lot of like I was telling Aaron when he got home, a lot of the people that we do now are all people that are inter- in, have been introduced to us since we started the show. And this is one of the uh, few people that we've interviewed that you guys have been all about for, for years. Years, yeah. years. Yeah,
0: since since J-Rad started. I I even listened to American Babies back in the day. Like, Yeah, I've been following Tommy for, for a while. So It was a super big honor for me to get to talk to him. And and I feel like that interview was solid. And we got to meet the real dude. And it's really fucking cool. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, um, we're glad you're out there. What, Apple?
2: Uh, Oh, I was just going to go. It's time for the business.
0: Well, the ending business. Ending business. Yeah. Go over to the Reddit page, guys. We're on Reddit. Reddit. R forward slash no simple road. That's where the community connects, guys. Um, you know, we're talking a lot about feelings and depression and, and the happy stuff too, man. The good shit. Going to a good show or getting please a new say, job.
4: Please remember to share the good shit. It's something we all forget to do. Like, we all... Yeah, so many of us remember the bad stuff. Yeah, everyone likes it's to like talk the about news. their bad shit. but like, it's like the, news. the news.
2: It's like whatever is fucking like, horrible. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. If it smiles, it's got style. You saw a exactly. like, cute duck <laughs> like.
4: crossing the road. Take a picture of that fucking duck and send it in.
0: Quack, and, quack, motherfucker. And
4: tell some people about that duck. Be like, yeah. guys, I saw the cutest duck today.
0: So anyway... Reddit. The place you can do that is on Reddit at r forward slash No Simple Road. That's our community, guys. That's where you guys can talk to each other and get help and, you know, I don't know, interact. Yeah. I, yeah. Follow can. us on Instagram at No Simple Road. That's the main hub of the wheel. That is the No Simple Road community. Where you can also talk and get help. And do your thing. And all that. Yep. And if you want to check out the No Simple Road page, it's NoSimpleRoad.com. And that's where you can get your merch. We got pins. We got a couple of shirts left. Stickers and all that good shit. Um, All the past episodes are up there. And you can also go to the family tab and sign up for the newsletter. And you'll get to hear my own personal ramblings, rants, and ravings.
4: Can I ask them to send in suggestions for new shirt ideas? No, you can't. Okay. Never mind, guys. I didn't didn't say anything. Ignore it. (laughs) Go ahead. Send us cool shirt ideas it, like if you're an artist send a sketch if you just have a cool idea for a shirt
0: send that in yeah and yeah yeah and what else uh Ra- i said reddit uh-huh. patreon.com Patreon. Patreon. forward slash Patreon. No YouTube. that's where you can support the donator. no simple road community guys patreon.com yeah. Patreon. as little as a buck a month some people give three dollars and 33 cents some people give $14.20. And everyone
4: that has donated will get stickers. Yeah, stickers. and if
0: you donate, you get a Chandonator's Love oh, Fresh Festivals sticker with a big heart. <laughs> and thanks, Buzz. It's holographic. Yeah, and psychedelic.
4: And limited edition.
0: And, yep, yeah. it's all those things. So, as you go out into the week this week, remember, we love you. Love each other, smile at a stranger, pet a dog,
4: tell someone some good shit, tickle stay
0: hydrated, kid. tickle a kitty, safety third, rub a bunny,
2: rub a bunny, stop, hydrate. I already said that, I'm saying it again, it's very
4: important. Rub a bunny's weird.
5: <sighs> okay, okay. Rubber sorry, people.
1: What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media podcast network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds
3: cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.